So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Swore, and today, guys, I'm super excited to have the guest that we have on today. He comes from one of my all-time favorite gyms in the uh, metro Atlanta area. They do real sport performance work over there, y'all. So uh, I have Coach uh, Khalil Sherrod. He's a sport performance specialist. Um, guys, we were chatting a little bit before, uh, before we hopped on the show here, and he's going to be just an incredible wealth of knowledge. I think he has one of the more... Um, how should I say, like thorough background and as far as like strength and conditioning goes compared to uh, most people that just kind of like find their way into that world. His parents were both personal trainers. They've grown up. So he's been around it since birth and, uh, you know, elite level athlete playing semi-pro basketball. That's how he made his way down to Atlanta. So uh, really taking that knowledge of how to use a barbell and apply it to the field and court arenas, guys. So uh, without further ado, Khalil Sherrod, man, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. That was a great intro. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Uh, Thank you. I want to do better intros on my pod. Look at the enthusiasm. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you, you're a busy guy, man. You, you're a coach, which is uh, it takes no shortage of energy, right? Mm, um, yeah. Regardless, like regardless, of if you're like a raw, raw type of coach or like uh, a yeah. stoic or whatever, like you're on, right? And uh, yeah. so it can, that's mainly um, physically and spiritually draining, but like all for good purposes. We're helping people improve their lives, um, mm. and then, but on top of that, man, you still have the energy and, and the and the grit to want to have your own book. You have your own book that's been, how long ago did you publish that bad boy? Ooh, I think that's going on four months now. Yeah. So you just yeah. got done writing a book, right? Like you have yeah. a seminar that you said is on year three. Is that right? Yeah. We're going on year three. Yeah. Year three I call it the seminar. conjugate seminar that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. That's my favorite thing. Is it? Bringing like, I, cause it's, I, I, from my podcast is how I get all these relationships with all these coaches totally. and they come down to speak. And I would tell people, my goal is to, I think even, I don't know which one it is, either my talent as a coach or bringing people together. Yeah. I said, I am bringing coaches that are better than me, that have been doing it longer than me and put them in the same room and say, Hey, if you're in this state, there's not a reason for you not to get better. Totally. Like pick them over online training with me. Very open about that. So I love yeah. the seminar is my favorite thing. probably. So then how did that come <laughs> about? Just like by bringing, being around, like, here's what's cool. I think about podcasts is you're right. It does give you the opportunity to, or it gives you the opportunity that necessarily wouldn't have been uh, available before podcasts came around, but to like chat with people that are, that are yeah. um, not just like-minded, but have variety and thought, but have a, um, are the same outlook on like what training should look like, or like uh, what um, effective health and wellness is like, you get to speak to some pretty cool people. So is that how you kind of came across this, the podcast or not the podcast, but the seminar well, through the, your podcast? Yeah. I got the seminar for my podcast. I got the podcast and the book, all three, all credit is due to my, my girlfriend. Really? She's the one that says, 
just fucking do it. Stop being a little bitch. <laughs> I'm telling you, anytime I think about, ah, oh, this person's too big, I don't know if they'll say yes. She says, go DM. They say yes. I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe it's the charm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying anything special, I don't think. But like, she's always like, I don't know if she sees more in it than me or she's just my little button to say, just go, let's go, let's, let's go, let's go. And then I just let that ball roll and then just start coming up with more of my ideas. Same thing happens with me in the gym with like my kids. Like I have like, I created like an athlete of the month. I yeah. do like a little spreadsheet for all their records. They get wins for that. I did um, a reward system for every time they get PRs and jumps and sprints with candy. Like, so ideas just pop in my head and I just say, okay, let's, let's do that. Let's try that and see how it works, you know? And yeah. then a lot of times where I'm like thinking about stuff, she says, go do it. <laughs> you yeah. know, so um, well, that's awesome, yeah, the seminar spawned mm. from the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Dude, it's so nice to have somebody like in your corner, like helping you, coaching you essentially, right? Like all you got to do yeah. is like, till you go, right? Well, she's <laughs> a nutritionist coach and a, a trainer herself. So oh, there there go. Go. that's a good match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not getting any, not getting any slack or excuses from her, right? No, no. She's always on my ass. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> on. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Because I get lazy. I get lazy, dude. For sure. Why? So like, uh, in a good way, right? Like, you gotta hit the, you gotta hit the recharge button every now and then, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, mm -hmm. dude, I love what you do with your youth athletes. Actually, like, have you ever read the book called uh, "The Power of Moments" by chance? No. Who's that book? Oh man, uh, Chip something uh or maybe he's something i'll have to, I'll have to get it power of what was it the power oh, can you email, just email it to me then right yeah yeah i can send i can okay. send it off to you we're actually having uh um uh, we're reading this as a company right now the power moments but like i mean you do it innately right like uh, these kids they go through they work hard when they're with you right and uh yeah. there's there's peaks and there's valleys to it so like being able to uh highlight those peaks are super important you know and so like yeah. something as simple as like a piece of candy for a pr right like yeah it's awesome you know like uh, <laughs> like a youth hell for an adult that'd be awesome you know um there's this uh there's a hotel that they talk about out in la actually where um you know you get some bougie hotels out there you know and uh mm -hmm. this hotel it's nothing special i think it's la it might be san diego somewhere in california um there, it's nothing special like the room's like okay right like it's definitely not dirty but like uh it's, it's just not gonna like blow your socks off right right it's got more five-star reviews than probably any other hotel that's in california <laughs> it's because they focus on like these creating these moments for people right so they've got like this popsicle hotline that these people can like it's by the pool so they just pick up the phone somebody answers, <laughs> they ask them what flavor they want that would be me i'd be hype over that Dude, for sure, right? Yeah, it's awesome. So then, like, like uh, that's why you should be. You mean you should be enjoying moments like that anyway, not spending time in a hotel room anyway. Um, so tell me about your training, man. I see the West Side Barbell shirt on there. Like, uh, you, you've obviously brought up like conjugate methods a few times now during our conversation. Like, um, and you've grown up around it. Like, both your parents are personal trainers, and then like you've seen it in the field and court arenas. Like, kind of give me a background, on, like how you got into being a uh, sport performance coach, and then like. How do you like to train people? Well, so, I mean, I have been doing a little bit of training while I was still in college, right? Since basically once I started, like, when I was, like, 19, on and off, right? Like, every time I'd be in season, it'd be less out of season, it'd be, like, more full. Um, so, like I said, when I was 21 at the D2 school that I was at in Buffalo, Villa Maria, that's when I started, I got, I found Louie, right? And I started reading all the books. So I started reading that stuff. Like way before I got certified through them, I yeah. had re read and read, reread the books, the DVDs, everything. So like when I took 
the test, it was like easy because I waited like <laughs> yeah. because I wasn't doing it. I was like, I'm still just playing ball. I'm just trying to, I just need to get information. Totally. Right. And so that's how I got started. And then I want to say when I first moved, it was funny when I first moved down here, I was, I was looking at gyms. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the gyms that popped up is now one of my buddies who's spoken at my seminar both years. Um, his name is Jared Bitney. He owns okay. explosive mechanics down in Petrie. Right. Okay. And then I found out where we live because we were living in Buckhead way too far. But yeah. I was wondering when I was still in New York, I was asking him, did he do online training? Because what I found is there's a lot of guys that took what Louie did applying the Soviet training system, the concurrent system, and he applied it to powerlifting. And then there's a lot of guys that took that and a lot of the discoveries he's made with adapting it to some of the football and MMA that he worked with and track and then took it. Okay. How can we tweak this to more team sport, more specific people that aren't running a four, four already trying to get a four, three. How do I get the kid that's running a six flat to a four, seven, you know? And and so I, I, that's how I started learning. And, um, like, so I took, I got personal training certified through Westside. Then I took the big one, the special strengths, Sorry, that's out of order. After the after the the first level Westside cert, I got Bird Sports Performance certified, and that's one of my buddies who's spoken at my seminar too. Brandon Brandon Bird and 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 Jared Bitney are probably the two best team sport um, strength coaches out there. So Bird has his own cert, and I got his, and that was that's probably uh, because he's it's just through him. It's yeah. a small cert, like, 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 uh, known wise, yeah. but I'm telling you, he's the best cert out there. If you want to learn how to make people just run fast and jump on. Oh man. That's he amazing. has, he has, he has girls that deadlift 450 in high school What? and jump and jump over 30 inches. What? <laughs> I dare somebody try to find me another example of that it does Boy. not exist. He does yeah. this consistent. He t- he'll show a girl saying she's about to break blah, blah, blah's record from three years ago. And it's another girl, different body type, different limb length, different sport. Same type of progression. Yeah. Right. Without an injury, they didn't get giant and slow, you know, yep. beating all the bad uh, things that people associate with heavyweight training, yep. right? Faster, jump higher, stronger, put on muscle where they needed it. Injuries yep. went down. Um, so then I got that cert through him. And then I got the big special strength cert through Westside, which is like 12, 15 books in the damn thing. Yeah. Um, and half <laughs> of them are all the Soviet yeah. doctorate level cert. So, um, so that's how I got started and I kept going. And, and now basically, I, and I tell a lot of the interns that we get at the rack and, and just other sh- people that want to get into it, I'd say, listen to podcasts, read a lot of books, and you got to lift weights. Totally. I said those three things, you do that, like, especially now, if you, as long as you're developed the skill of weeding out bad stuff, there's so much access to all the all information. Totally. You just got to first know how to say Okay, that's terrible. I don't even need to bother listening to this. Ooh, this is a little bit different, but it's worth a listen totally. or worth a read. And then who should I listen to? Who should I maybe travel to go see? You got to do that. And then you got to put a bar on your back. If yeah. you're going to be a strength coach, like really any coach, because then you're not a totally man. You're not yeah. doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, you got to live the code, right? Yeah, you got to, you know? Yeah. You don't have to be the, the strongest, the baddest, but you should not only lift, but you should probably try to pick a strength sport to compete in too, I think, you know, because what if you end up being really good at that sport, you know, or even decent. And then also, you know what it's like, and then you can train those type of athletes because you've been through it, you know, um, 
you know, and a lot of coaches now, or just people I know, a lot of people will hop like, Oh, I'm doing to do powerlifting. I'm going to do strongman maybe, you know, and that widens your knowledge as far as the lifting totally. community. And then you get more gen pop people that also want to be strong. Totally. Like if you never try to get stronger, you don't have to be the strongest, but you never went through a plateau, got better. Yep. Taking the years you've gone up and down, you went through an injury. Yeah. That you've learned how to fix that. Now you know how to fix somebody else's injury. Like those are all things that, nope, you got to put a bar on your back. You can't just read it. You totally. know? So um, it's, it's just like a, continue to do that, you know? Totally. Well, it's like the whole idea of like uh, the difference between like exposure and experience, right? Like mm-hmm. you can read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, you can get exposed to all the information out there. But if you're not getting your hands dirty, man, like if you're not putting a barbell on your back, like there's no, there's no, tr- like there's no experience there. And yeah. it's like saying you've like learned how to rate, you, you've learned how to ride a bike, but you've never ridden a bike before, but you think you know how, right? Like um, <laughs> you never had to like fall down and pick yourself back up. Right. Um, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So then did you ever, uh, sidebar question. Did you ever get a chance to meet Louie? Yeah, I did actually last August. Thank God. Right. Cause then he passed what was it uh march or april man so um we got to go what was it we we went on dynamic day for both friday saturday and then we left sunday so yeah um, i got to talk to him for a while it was a bunch of us i i asked a bunch of other coaches hey would you want to go yeah and a bunch of like some of us hadn't met before either so it was really dope yeah Um, like i said that's that's what i I do somehow i get these people to come together (laughs) you get louis on your podcast um no, 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 no. I was saying some of the other coaches that I got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I was saying, there was a coach from Indiana, <laughs> yeah. coach from Chicago, coach from over here. They're like, hey, can, can we get it? You know, coach from California, can we get Can we get together? Because um, yeah. a lot of us hadn't met him either. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my one regret. I didn't get to get him on my pod, but it, it's so hard. Like, Man. it was funny. After I left, they were like, hey, if you want to do a podcast with Louie, you can come, we'll even have you come and do it in person. And then I think it started getting bad and then he yeah. passed. So yeah. I never got to, um, yeah. but he did say size? I could lift at the gym. He Ooh. said, if you want to, if you wanted to lift here, you could. And Dang. I said, thanks Louie. That's awesome. And in my head, I said, I'm not crazy enough. Yeah. I was in there with these, some, these dudes <laughs> ball benching 700 and doing 500 with three bands on the side, flying up this fast. Yeah. And then they're done lifting and just sitting there looking crazy. I said, no, yeah. no. Dude, could you no. imagine the size of the people at that wedding? Or sorry, at that funeral? <laughs> <Dude. laughs> they're all in t-shirts too. They're all in West Side shirts. Oh, you 100%. Know, like, yeah, they're all in t-shirts rolling up, like black t-shirts though, right? Like, uh, respect, but. It shows them respect, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's what my buddy and I, I have a buddy that, uh, he's a big power lifter up in Columbus and like, just talking about just this pure size of people that, were, that had to be at, because you got to be a, you gotta be a crazy big dude to, to uh, yeah. or person to like uh, train at that facility. So to get that uh, invite, it's a pretty strong compliment there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always will. I always will remember that in the front of in front of my brain. Totally, um, man. And it's yeah. one of the things I will brag about. I will brag <laughs> about that. for sure. You should put that on your resume, like first. first <laughs> um, dude. So then, all right. So you've you've been exposed to probably just about every single training method under the sun at this point, right? Because it just yeah. sounds like you're you're. Uh, you're about it, right? Like you eat, yeah. live, and breathe this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so then how do you, because I think you said something very interesting earlier on, mm-hmm. like uh, when you're talking about coaches getting into the world, right? Like all the mm-hmm. information out there, which is yeah. great, because it's, but then all that information is out there for like a client as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like our roles now, um, I'm saying ours because I feel like we're in a very similar light of like uh, we help people become better versions of themselves, right? <clears throat> whether that's strength yeah. and performance 
um, or that's coming back from an injury. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of noise out there, you know, like there's a lot of people like saying like what you should do, what you need to do. And like, uh, they really have no idea what, like every single person is their own, Mm -hmm. right? Like that person, like that internet, like troll has no idea, like who that person is on the other side of that screen. Right. So how do you, I feel like we're more of like information clarifiers than givers now, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, how do you, when somebody wants to come work with you, like how do you kind of figure out where somebody is and then which lane of knowledge to kind of like put them into? Like, like, like if a coach, like an upcoming coach come to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Or, you I'm mean an athlete. A client or an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when an athlete comes to me, so we do at the rack in general. Now we do it individually different, but we always do an assessment for free with the client. Sure. Right. So what, what I usually do is that, um, I do a few single joint testing to test their ab, oblique, hip, and uh, low back strength first for lower body. Um, and, and I'm not, this is not from, you know, once again, I'm always get quick to give credit, uh, bird, when he goes into his cert, part of it, he gives you his testing sheet yep. with all the numbers on it. And he goes over how to do assessments, yep. for different types of people. So, and now I tweaked it to how I like to do it, totally. but one of the things that he pointed out to me, it's like, when you're assessment, usually you're either running back and forth between clients. So you want it to be, you want to do things that tell you multiple things at the same time. Right. So when we do the four testers of the ab, oblique, hip, and low back, those four are the main movers of your squat and deadlift. Yeah. So we're lucky enough at the rack to have a belt squat, right? So oh, yeah. let's say the person is two or three of those four really weak. That tells me, now this never happens, if they had perfect form, their back probably will hurt because it's doing all the work sure. because either it's weak or a combination of all the four are weak, yeah. right? So in the assessment, it's telling me, We'll start with the belt squat and raise those individual individual muscles first yep. or know you're ready to back squat. But also we'll ask kids too. one of the biggest things, ask them their training age. Yeah. Have you been lifting like me since you were a kid and <laughs> yeah. your dad's been pushing you? Every once in a while I do get that. Or is it been PE class for the past three months? Yeah. Doing BS. Yeah. I've never, I've not had one that even sounded DS, decent. So yeah. yeah, it's BS, right? Yeah, yeah. So you go there and then I do, um, Two for the upper body just to see. Most of the time, the funny thing is the upper body is the easiest because um, I think just because your sports are using your legs so, so much more. Yeah. The kids and, and coaches, if they have lifted, they're afraid to do upper body because they don't know how to coach it. Um, <laughs> so the kids, I look at them and I say, yeah, you have no muscle anywhere. Your bench already knows it's going to be bad. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that first day we do that. And then I do some jump testing. We have a vert mat and a vert tech, so I can be very accurate. That's amazing. And then um, either if I can't get on that same day or the next, I do a 10-yard sprint. We have a laser, so it's not stopwatch. Nice. If you're a coach out there, invest in those things because totally. kids will be faster or more often not slower. Yeah. I've heard guys tell me, yo, uh, I got a four or five on my stopwatch. I look at you and say, no, you didn't. <laughs> and they'll get on a laser and be like a five, two. Yeah. You don't want Ooh. that. More often yeah. than not. A lot of times the kid will be faster because maybe the laser's more accurate or a little less inaccurate. But a stopwatch, you're talking milliseconds, night and day. You know, so we do that. And then I basically just tell them, hey, like over mostly anything and, a, and also a broad jump. So mm, yeah, yeah. Though, those, the jumps and the sprints and just me being able to look at a kid, even without those strength tests, I can know that they're lacking strength here, here, here. And because of that, they can't jump or run fast. And if they, even if I just had a laser and a mat, if they can't jump high and they're not running fast and they're skinny, 
guess what? The problem is you're really weak. Totally. And more often than not, most kids are really weak, and that's why they're not fast. And yeah. you may know it, but most people don't know. If you want to jump higher, run faster, you got to produce more force. And to produce more force, you gotta you got to get stronger because totally. heavy weights make you produce more force every time you do them. Totally. So it's really simple. You just got to know how to coach those movements because, yeah, yeah, you can get hurt. But totally. I've never heard a kid in the right room. I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. I've been doing it long enough. That's why you, know, <laughs> and like, we, we, you can get hurt. Like uh, you'll, you'll, I can promise you this. Like, sure. You may get hurt in the weight room. Sure. Uh, but I can guarantee you, you'll get hurt if you're too weak. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the capacity to handle the load of life, like you, you will get hurt. That's how this, mm-hmm. that's how those things happen. You know, <laughs> um, dude, that's, that's wild. So then, okay. So you, you test like their power production. It sounds like their speed. Um, you get an overall profile for their, uh, like muscle mass. Right. Mm. Um, and then you kind of put it all together and then like from there, what, like, do you, do you work with their sports teams? Cause I feel like, especially kids right now, man, like most of the time when I get a kid in the clinic, he's like 14, you know, like mm-hmm. really what they need to do is like do less <laughs> from like a sports standpoint. Right. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I'll, I'll never forget. I had this baseball player in here and like, he would come to me like, uh, either super early in the morning or real late at night. And it was because he would have like uh, strength conditioning. Uh, he was working with a coach uh, before school. He would go to school and then he would have baseball practice. Then he'd go to a, a pitching coach and then he would go to like his own tra- weight training. Right. And then he would probably have mm-hmm. a peanut butter sandwich the entire day, you know, and yeah, like yeah. Uh, his, his like medial elbow, he was going to have it. I was like, dude, you need to calm down. You're going to get a Tommy John by the age of 18, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, how do you manage that? Cause I feel like that's a dynamic that is, especially in Atlanta, it would be tough to do. You know, it's, it's hard and we have the benefit and whether it's my kids or somebody else's kid, kids that start younger and younger. And that's why I seek out kids, younger sister, younger brother. And I'll say it right to the parent and the kid I've known, you give me your younger sister or you give me your daughter, they'll be better than the older one. The younger they start, <laughs> yeah. the better. I said, if they can walk, they should be in here. And they confuse that. They think I'm going to put a five-year-old with a bar in the back. No, pull a sled, Learn how to move your body. Totally. Let's just learn how to pick something up. Yeah. Let's do farmer's walk. That kid's growth will go crazy. And you know what? I won't have to teach lap pull downs anymore. (laughs) Because I have kids for a year and they'll be like, what's that again? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like that training age and experience would be crazy. And their general strength, instead of worrying about the sport specific, their general strength will make them a better athlete. Totally. Now, what was the question again? I mean, that was like, yeah, no, I think that's great. I think it's just like, uh, what is there a difficulty? Oh, oh no, you said, you said, how do you manage that? Yeah. Um, I, I tell them, you know what? Now, if I don't have the trust of the person yet, because I don't want to waste conversations back and forth yeah. or debating, I just say, what are you doing? Like you said, the kid had peanut butter and jelly sandwich all day. If the kids fixed how they slept and how they ate, totally. not only would they be a lot healthier because they'd actually recovery, re- recover, but these kids, because they have 25 minute lunches now and yeah. schools are so long and the parents more like we deal with most of private school kids. I got a lot of vegan and it, we eat clean. I, yeah, you eat clean, but you eat 20 grams of protein. Yeah. I'd rather eat McDonald's <laughs> five, six days, six totally. times a day, but you'd be getting 180 grams of protein. Yeah. Oh, you want to gain muscle and you play this sport that, you know, a, a contact type of sport, but yeah. you weigh 130. Your biggest problem is you're not big enough, man. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I've talked to coaches. I know some coaches that, you know, I ain't got the money yet to do it, but they will bring food because they know the kids won't eat otherwise. Totally. It's like, oh, I had dinner and then I had uh, uh, a bagel, not yeah. a bacon, egg and cheese, yeah. a bagel. 
Totally. And then at lunch, I didn't get to eat. What? <laughs> so if they like yeah. slept more than six hours and they ate a bunch, that would be the biggest thing. And then it's like, well, a lot of people work with a strength conditioning coach, blah, blah, blah. More often than not, it's yeah. one of those speed and agility people. If yeah. they had a good strength coach, I can mitigate a lot of the pain that they may be in. And then I can also get them stronger. So they probably avoid the pain that's happening because they're weak. Totally. Right. And then if they're recovering from eating and sleeping, that's big. And, you know, I have a lot of kids that will come in and will say, I can't do it. And I say, I know it's hard, but you can't. I know some parents that the kids in ninth grade look better than some of the seniors because they've been literally, they'll tell me like, yeah, he has two peanut butter jelly sandwiches before he goes to bed. There's a protein shake before he eats dinner. He has another protein shake. Early. That parent is just as invested. And I say that kid, and I'm thinking of one specific kid. It's not even my kid, but the parent always asks me for advice. I say <laughs> yeah. that kid literally can go to the MLB. The kids in ninth grade looking better than most 12. And not even like he's outstanding. It's just that the drop off, like what's like the average right now is so low. Yeah. And it's just like, well, he looks like he's becoming more of a man. And I have seniors where they still look like, no offense to girls, they look like little girls. And I'm sure. like, yeah, yeah. Why are the coaches like not a, doing this? You know, totally. Have you noticed like a like a decrease in training age? We'll say uh, for yes. like like kids in like college or high school and college in particular. Like, um, mm -hmm. just like I feel like it's a harder conversation to have because kids are one they're distracted more than ever, right? Mm -hmm. um, dude, there's this book that uh, that I think you'd really like. It's called The Keys to Progress, uh, and that one is by oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking on another name. Um, I'll get to you, but like, it's by an old time, it's by an old time strength coach. Right. And these are articles that are written in like the sixties and the seventies. And like, it's just a fun read to go back and look at like things that were, some of it's different. Like they're talking about like hypnotics and, or hypnosis and everything, but like, uh, um, Oh no, I've read books about that. I, I don't, the, most of the great, especially the Russian books, the, they have whole chapters. there talking about the mental part of the game and you know, uh, well, I don't know if you know, but my girlfriend's more into that stuff. I didn't know that Kobe and Michael Jordan sought out sports psychologists their whole career. So if the greatest can have a problem and want to fix it, yeah. how many kids need this shit? Oh, dude, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, yeah. Psychology, man. Like, I think, like, for <laughs> sure, like, the mental aspect of the game, like, especially once you start getting to, like, levels like D1 colleges or, like, the pros, right? Like, everybody's good. <laughs> you know, like... I'm too lazy to meditate, but I keep hearing people say, you should do it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you might come up with three new books by that if you did that. Yeah, you, know? hey, you never know. Yeah. Um, it's John McCollum. But anyway, like he's talking about how like um there's this kid who's wanting to get bigger, right? Mm -hmm. Um, who came to his garage, he wanted to like get big and like he's like, okay. And this was in the 60s, right? He's like, show me come come to my house and show me like what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And uh the kid came over and sat down, like jumped out like a bunch of magazines, and he was like, he's in the gym for like two and a half hours, right? He's doing all these random workouts that he found in magazines, which extrapolate that into today's world. It's just social media, right? And uh, but instead of spending, but like spending two hours in the gym, man, like you're not doing anything if you're spending two and a half hours in the gym, you know? Like, so you uh, know who they're copying when you ask that? Who they're copying now is whatever their favorite player in their sport is. Now, yeah. most players in this whatever sport is more often not they're posting stuff that involves a speed ladder, bounce on a BOSU ball. Yep. Um, if they are jumping, it's sets of 15, it's conditioning, battle ropes, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, uh, running or doing some crazy stuff in the sand. And they confuse fast people 
doing something fast, thinking that's the thing that got them fast. Yeah. And I say, guess what? That, that, if we're being real, this poor black kid didn't have any of that shit growing up. You sure. know what he did? He ate a lot. Yeah. He ran fast. Yeah. Slept probably way more than you ever have. Yep. And especially if he played football, probably lifted weights. I don't care if it was wrong, but it was like, I'm going to get my bench up. Totally. And now kids, it's so much injury prevention stuff. Yeah. It's so much like, like work on your balance. Almost? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it's so much. Well, we can't do this. Oh, they play an overhead sport. They can't press in a horizontal. They, they mm. oh, uh, can't put a bar on their back in season. No matter what, no matter what. Um, we got to get their feet fast. <laughs> That's why they're slow. And But the easiest thing for me, I always say, hey, um, I did those same ladder drills. You know what? I never got faster. You know when I got faster? My squat went up. Totally, man. And you know when my – I had back spasms in high school. When I started lifting heavy weights and doing heavy good mornings, how could my back pain have gone away? That goes against what everybody's <laughs> see. Dude. But well, it's, it's like, like media's blasting the opposite in your face. Totally. You know. Totally. <laughs> well, you know, it's like uh in the in the in the strength coach and, and in the and the physical therapy world and just like uh like health and wellness world, right? Like everyone's <laughs> trying to be flashy, right? Like uh Derrick Henry didn't get as big and strong as he is by doing those band and pull-ups that get went viral over like, uh, his, like his freaking like uh or like doing like um what was he doing off of like he had some chains and he was bouncing on like three different stability balls like that's not what made him big right he's just showing off at that point because guess what it gets instagram views right like yeah he probably did that and that over. guy it, it won't work forever but that guy um people don't see themselves or the parents can't see hey you don't have the genetic if you had the genetics you probably would think you're too good and you wouldn't even be talking to me right now. Totally. Because you'd be the next Derrick Henry. And you, and in today's game, you'd have a scholarship by eighth grade. But you don't. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, means yeah. we got to do that much more specific, that much more diligent. And you, at the end of the day, because you're not him, it's because you can't produce the same force naturally. And you're probably just not as dense and big. Totally. Like man. those guys look like those guys usually early on. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we work with like, uh, it's crazy, man. Like when we work with the NFL guys, like, of course, they're big, just like from a from a pure size standpoint, right? But like features, like I mean, like heads are heavy, you know, heavier, you know, like <laughs> uh, like necks are thicker, like uh, like just denser human beings. Like there's a very strong reason why like they're in the NFL, and I'm working on people in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even uh, when I do powerlifting, it takes a long time to get to your genetic potential. But some of the greatest powerlifters, it's like. Their raw bench may have capped at 600, but they started at 400 in high school. Yeah. See, that's dumb. doing the same dumb shit their friends did, yeah. but their friends did 135 <laughs> to 225. They're just yeah. that guy. It is, there's traits that, you know, and the, no one likes it because it ain't nice. It's not participation trophy yeah. style, but the Russians used to do rule of three. You're not going to play any sports. We're just going to see what you're genetically gifted at, aerobic wise, and strength wise, and mental wise. And then they say, pick three sports. I was 5'10". I should have played running back. Should yeah. not have played basketball. But my parents wanted me not be an idiot. Yeah. So I thank them for that. But maybe baseball, right? Totally. But if you're not 6'6", you're an average person to try to play in the NBA. Totally. You know? And yeah, if yeah. you're not going to run a 4'4", but also weigh 240, you probably won't be a great running back or wide receiver. Totally. And the athleticism, it just keeps going up. Yeah. It's not going backwards. It's going up. You know, totally, so you man. gotta pick that shit the right way, you know, dude. One hundred percent. And you know, I think it's just so interesting, like, uh, like the mental aspect of it. And I think that's where, like, uh, but like kids are distracted, right? I'm, I'm assuming you work a ton with like, uh, like youth athletes, right? Um, yeah. Just distracted these days, right? Like, 
so much going on. They've, they're getting pulled in like 17 different directions, whether that's school, sports, parents, social media. Snapchat, um, Be Real, TikTok. Do you know how many of those I have to be in all the damn time during the set? Okay, okay, another one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Man, this is how old I am, man. I don't even know what Be Real is. <laughs> I, bro, it's not worth I don't know why they have it. It's stupid, but yeah. <laughs> you for sure though, man. And like, uh, and just like the anxiety around it, like uh, talk about like the mental aspect of the game, right? Like I know so, like, so my, I have a sister who's adopted, who's 17. And the big thing to do with her friends is like, if you become like part of like the, the like in crowd or like somebody becomes like a good friend of yours, like you let them like geo track you on Snapchat. Right. And like, so they, yeah, you know, they do do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Right. That. Yeah, we used to do that like with our location thing with like our best friend. So we died or got kidnapped. <laughs> now they're just like, here, yeah, here's my location. And well, you know, you they get like, how much more it. like anxiety you would have had as a kid, like if you know, saw like a group of your friends like at the mall and you didn't know they were there, right? Or like because just happened by like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it was just a spontaneous thing that happened, oh, and like uh, and now you think your friends don't like you, and like how that would impact the gym, right? And like. Dude, I think about that stuff all the time. I feel bad for kids right now. But <laughs> I love how you dial them in, right? Going back full circle, like you bring them in, like you talk about the athlete of the month, right? You talk about mm -hmm. like, you have real conversations with them. I think that's really important, right? Like so many kids are getting pumped up with fluff or like getting like told that they need to like be like a to totally. So here's the thing too. We tell people all the time, like symmetry in humans is not real. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. we are asymmetrical humans, right? Like we're always going to have a dominant side. Like you can have your muscle mass be the exact same. Guess what? You're going to be able to throw better with your right than your left. Or left, yeah. hand, you know, like yeah. we're just that symmetrical. We're, we're built to yeah. be like have different things that are better, like uh, whether that's foot, hand, shoulder, doesn't matter. Um, but like so many kids are coming in with like this idea that they need to be perfect, right? Or like they, or like they can't get hurt. It's almost like you saw, you see, like this bell curve of like um, old school, like you know, um, back when I was lifting, it was just like lift as much weight as you can, right? And be mm -hmm. but before then, it was all about flexibility, like don't lift because you don't want to lo lose <laughs> your speed. And now it's like, you don't want to lift because you don't want to get hurt, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes no sense. So then with your youth athletes, okay, so say so say we have somebody in here, because I know like a number of parents that we work with who like to send their kids, like who benefit from this, sending their kids to the place like the rack, right? Mm -hmm. um, if somebody wanted to come in and work with you, um, we've already got kind of like what the initial assessment would look like. Like, you know, I think you, you guys look at some really strong things over there. Um, I love that you check out the broad jump. That's a super underutilized um, assessment tool as well as like mm -hmm. training modality, right? It's kind of weird yeah. to keep things simple enough. And like all of a sudden the assessments become the, the tests become the drills, the drills become the test, right? Like mm -hmm. um, if somebody wanted to look up or look you up, figure out like how they could work with you, all that stuff, how can they find you? Um, I would say the easiest way is just DM me on Instagram. And yeah. that's just my first, first name underscore my last name. Um, cause I'm pretty responsive on there. Cause I get either kids or parents that follow me on there. And then I have other coaches that constantly ask me questions. So I'm usually constantly like when I have free time <laughs> responding to messages on there. Um, and that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, and just, I always tell people, it's like, just do the assessment and see what it is. Um, we yeah. are not the most expensive place. Yeah. We probably provide the best service. Yeah. In a very wide area. We have a lot of people that charge a lot. And don't, and I'll say, we were talking about weeding, weeding, or how do you know good training? I, every time I post a kid getting better, I show their before and their after results. Yeah. Any record that I get to put on the board in the gym, my own rule, whatever you come in with, you may have a record already when you come in. I don't put it on. 
I have to prove that I can get you better. That was already your genetic gift. So I always tell people like, hey, when you're looking for a coach, look for one like myself that doesn't hide. If they can get different people of different (laughs) races, of different sexes, of different ages better over time. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I try to show. And I'm, like I said, I'm quick to show this is where I get my information from. Yeah. Like I tell coaches, don't just listen to me, listen to the people I get all my information from. Yeah. Transparency is important, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's huge. Well, cool. Well, cool, man. A wealth of knowledge. I think you're doing incredible things for like, and we didn't even get to touch on what you do for like gen pop, right? Like it's just (laughs) athletes that you work with, but like, um, I think you guys are doing incredible things over there. I would completely agree with you. I think that you guys do some of the most incredible work as, especially as it partake, as, especially as it's uh, concerned with like field and court athletes, there's just few gyms in the area that can replicate <laughs> what you guys do because you've been doing it longer than anybody else. Right. Yeah. And you guys, and you guys uh, put an emphasis on, on continuously learning in that field and like not accepting yeah. status, plo- or status quo. So, uh, Khalil, thank you so much for being on the podcast, my man. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon again. It was my pleasure, man. I loved it. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.